Hey y'all, I'm so pumped to be here with another bonus episode from the Sister Sister live experience with Tia and Tamara, just like Sister Sister Tia and Tamara from the 90s, yes. We are sisters at heart and I am so pumped to come to you on today's topic of boundaries, which for me has been just paramount to my personal growth journey, my testimony, my relationships my marriage, my motherhood journey, uh, really everything, uh, really comprehending my Christianity even and understanding the freedom that exists within something that I used to view as rules or regulations. And so I am really hoping that today's experience just meets you in such a deep way. Uh, we did talk about Audible, and if you guys haven't listened, I mean, you're listening to a podcast, so you've probably listened to a book on Audible before, but it is truly the way that I get all of my wealth of information and the way that I listen and go about doing things, whether I'm cleaning or driving in the car to and from somewhere without my kiddos. Uh, I enjoy it so much. It's how I get all of my books read for the year that I want to, um, but we're talking today about an Audible book by Henry Cloud and um, I can't recall his name, but the book is called Boundaries. They also have a book um, around safe people, and I would totally recommend, if you guys want to, go download um, the opportunity of a free trial. It's 30 days for free for you to get a book and listen, and if you're going to listen to a book, this is the one you should do. So, Audible's incredible. Uh, I do mention that I'm not huge fan of the voice, but that is different for every book. And so when I really want to connect with an author even deeper, uh, like Girl Wash Your Face and Girl Stop Apologizing, I got to hear our girl Rachel Hollis and it was just like next level. You feel like you're in the same room with her learning and um, conversating about life. So enjoy. Today is one of those days you're going to be with your sister just learning and diving deep into a conversation that um, has really touched my heart and will continue to be a part of my journey. So I'm excited for you guys to learn more about me and also Tiana. It's going to be a good one. Enjoy. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlane Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. There we go. We are live and in action. And oh, I don't have our video tuned up that you know I love so much. You should sing it. Are you? No, no, I don't think that I should. I'm pretty like understanding of my gifts. Your giftings. <laughs> and that is not one of them. But I do love a little a little jive to sister sister song. Oh man, I'll have to do. We'll have to do an outtake. Okay. <laughs> Cue it up. Um, you guys, if you haven't been with us before, we are so pumped to have you. This is Tiana. I am Tamra, and we are here as two sisters, just sharing the goodness of the Lord, sharing things that He's taught us, sharing uh, journeys that we've been on, our testimonies, and ultimately just an opportunity for you guys to come in and have a real life conversation with two real women just living life out. Um, I think today's conversation is going to be really good. We're both kind of in our emotions. <laughs> and um, I think the concept of boundaries, which is today's topic, is something that um, has just been really pressed into me as I've learned to develop them over the last four years. And so sharing that, but also walking it out. And that is a consistent consistent thing um, because without the consistency we end up falling backwards and out of boundary which is where we shouldn't be living so welcome 
Thanks for being in the studio today. I know. It's so it much more fun. <laughs> it's so much more fun when you're like here. <laughs> we did it. I love you. <laughs> yeah, regardless of everything else going on. So let's chat. Let's open up. I don't even know where to start with this can of worms. But really. It is. It really is. <sighs> okay, so I want to ask you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you said as you developed over the past few years. Yeah. Have you read the book? You know, no. Is it just a flat out <gasps> book boundaries? Oh my gosh! Oh, what am I First of all, everyone needs to read this book. Ah, what is it? Um, I'm gonna look up who okay. it is. I know one of the names is Townsend. But okay, is it not the Henry Cloud? Cloud? It Cloud is Henry Cloud. Yes. Okay, so I have been referenced to this book. Clearly, I need to actually <sighs> listen to it. So I'm an Audible listener. Yeah, I like love Audible. Yeah, and I have I have it in my like wish list. Every time I listen to the intro, it's just not a good audible. Oh, really? Not for me, it wasn't. Okay. Did you listen audibly? I did not. I read okay. it because okay. I took so many notes. Oh, I'm sure. But Ooh, maybe skip like the first section because I know there are some books like it took me a while to get into it too. Okay. And then I was like, oh, <gasps> so good. It's, it's not the content. Life. It wasn't the content, it was oh. the voice. Oh. And I'm super weird about voices if That's I'm fair. like, I can't listen. So maybe I just need to actually pick up the book because I do love to read. It's life changing. So yeah. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I know I've been taught everything from it. Yeah, from yeah. my life coach. Yeah, and so I'm grateful for her. But she does. She always tells me that. And then safe people is the other one. Have you heard? <sighs> I've heard about safe. I started reading it and I stopped. I was like, <gasps> it's too much. It's a little traumatizing. Yeah, it, it is because we're around people all the time, and so right. understanding that that boundary and overlap of the people that we choose to have in our sphere of influence yeah. is um, can be scary because people have all of their things that they bring to the table and at the very same time you are able to create a boundary to say no to those things and I think that's where I had the hardest time because I was I am I won't say was I'm I am still recovering through this but a people pleaser and I love people to be happy and I feel like that's something God calls us to do, but he doesn't call us to make them happy. Mm -hmm. He calls us to love them well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes loving people further away is a really healthy boundary. <laughs> oh, gosh. I struck a chord. This is good. I feel like we're going to continually come back to that one. Oh, are you good? Because I feel like that is one thing that we all struggle with, yeah. right? Is like... Particularly as believers, yeah. Like we need to love people, we need to love them well, and yeah. sometimes that does not meet. Like sometimes that doesn't even mean being in their life. No. Like a lot of times that means just praying for them. Yeah. And so, like I okay. Good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <sighs> okay. So <laughs> let's start where you started. Safeguards, okay. mm -hmm. protections. Mm -hmm. Um. And obviously, why it's important for yeah. us to have those safeguards. Let's yeah. start there. Okay. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned in that in the seasons that I have is knowing that just like you would safeguard your time, and that's a, a huge boundary thing that I've had to cultivate myself. Um, you you see your life. You you have your day-to-day -day experiences. You have the hats that you wear, whatever title that may or may not be. Um, motherhood, being a wife, being a coworker, being a sister, all of these different things. Um, and if you live your life in a space of autopilot without full recognition of what you're doing, when you're doing it, mm -hmm. and why you're doing it, you end up completely inhibiting yourself in your actual capacity and ultimately you live a boundaryless life yeah. because you're trying to be all the things and do all the things which I hashtag all the things a lot and <laughs> I'm but yet I do it knowing that the choice that I'm making in those things are very intentional. Right. Now. Right. Where before living that boundaryless life, it was an intentionless life. And I was living ultimately to be happy and not to be whole. Mm. And it catapulted me into a really bad place. Right. And so that's why it speaks so deeply to me is that I know the huge value add 
since being introduced to this concept of boundaries, and it sounds not fun. It actually <laughs> doesn't. It sounds like restrictive, and it sounds like a rule, and it sounds like I can just see Moses now with his like tablet, right, of like coming down from the mountain, like being like, here are the, the Ten Commandments, and and so often like people think that that is Christianity, right? Right. And like here's a set of rules, and if you don't live by them, you're not getting into heaven, but. God actually like loves us to have and experience freedom. And it boundaries are actually the opposite. The way mm-hmm. to receive and understand freedom is through boundaries. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of information. So, okay. So much that you said uh-huh. I want to touch on. Okay. But the last point, I love what you just said because in the world, mm-hmm. boundaries and rules are restrictive. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I've just been recently, in the past six months, leaning in to the holy and amazing and beautiful concept that the Lord gave us those boundaries mm-hmm. so that we could truly be free. So good. Because, like, I, um, I was reading a book, and it was talking about how, like, um, we love our, like, us people pleasers, we love our roles. Like, give us a list of things to do, yeah. and we will do them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, like, God gave us, like, he gave us the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. so that we could live the best life in him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if we're not gossiping, there's no drama. Yes. If we're not sleeping around, there's no repercussions of the drama. Right. Again, it just goes back to drama. <laughs> so um, and we see that so often as restrictive as, oh, well, I'm not being able to live my best life. But honestly, getting rid of the drama by not lying, cheating, stealing, whatever, mm-hmm. murdering, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, allows That's us true. to truly live free whole lives and not broken lives because mm-hmm. we're engaging in those activities and the same thing goes with boundaries like it might feel restrictive but having a boundary between this friend mm-hmm. that is toxic mm-hmm. is allowing me to have my peace so that I can actually serve them in a fruitful way and not just it's really leftovers. <laughs> right right Absolutely, or out of the the negative emotion oh. of your spirit versus the spirit man that is being built up through the Lord because you are responding in anger or you are responding in hostility or through gossip because you're pulling that anger into somebody else. And mm-hmm. so there's absolutely so much, and I think we've kind of circled to this concept of boundaries within relationships kind of first, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really important because we are relational beings and God intends for us to be in communion with other people. Um, it is the people that he intends for us to be communion, in communion with um, that matter the most, but in a way that is really healthy. And if we are choosing to be in communion with everyone because we're people pleasers, we're, we're limiting even the depth of the relationships that are meant to be within that inner circle. Oh. And I know that I can speak right. To I that. can see that in you. <laughs> I, I really know can. It. I know it. And it's bad. It's something that like I had to recognize within my marriage that he was getting my leftovers. Yeah. Like, and this is something I constantly have to check myself in because I do love people and I do want like to share with people and be present with people and yet and help people and, and sharing the knowledge that we've actually cultivated these concepts as a married couple. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm giving them to somebody else as a resource, I feel like oh, I'm doing my due diligence for the Lord, right? Like this is something he would have me do. And utilizing that frame of mind when I could just be at home, relishing in the fact that we've cultivated these safe boundaries and now we are in better relation together. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm constantly focusing on. So realizing that imperfectly, we are walking this thing out. And that's why we're here with you. We want you to realize like the real raw components of these deep conversations. And last time was playful and fun. And how do you get more play into your life? And so we're also lively, like want to hang out with you kind of girlfriends. But at the same time, like the reason that I feel so committed to these conversations like publicly for people to actually 
get hearing in on something that we would, you know, talk about is that there's so much wealth. Mm. There's so much wealth to these hard conversations. Um, and so cultivating them relationally, like what's a way that you have done that either within your marriage or obviously we can talk about motherhood, but I think that's a whole nother, <gasps> a whole nother topic of boundaries. I, I'm noticing a trend. We cannot steer into motherhood in our conversation. We can't. <laughs> it's so true. It's so deep. Yeah. Um, repeat the question. So uh, for boundaries in relationships, mm-hmm. what are some ways that you've helped cult- like you've cultivated them? Um, whether it be within friendships or your marriage or and you can talk about your kids too. So there there are so many different planes of that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the far plane, um, one really hard way I've had to do that is to truly just not speak to certain people. Yeah. Yeah. There are um, Honestly, I'm estranged from my father. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he messages me every few months yeah. negatively. Mm-hmm. It's not great. And um, I just continue to pray for him. And every time I... Uh, <laughs> I just continue to pray for him. And I just know that it's not quite time yet. You know, yeah. the Lord keeps saying, like, we're not, we're not there. It's not time. He's not ready. Mm-hmm. And that is a really hard boundary, like to know that you're not speaking to your parent. Um, like that's really hard, but it's it's where we are. Yeah. And like the biggest thing is like we can't change people. No, definitely not. We cannot. Yeah. Um, and there is no fruit in having like just repeatedly negative yeah. like interactions. Yeah. And then on the uh, opposite end of that, boundaries is just it's as simple as. Like within a marriage, knowing your strengths and weaknesses is mm, good, and cultivating that within each other. Like a boundary for my family yeah. is that I do not put my kids to bed. Yeah, that is not that's good. <laughs> like that's not You're good. good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on edge. I am yeah. not a kind person, but my husband is so patient in that, that's and so he cool. knows that and takes that on. Yeah, you know that's really cool. It's a great example. <laughs> I know it is. I know it's trying hard, especially when he's not there or something. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I want to kind of go back because one, I think it's a heavy topic that a lot of people are dealing with. I personally dealt with the same thing um, in relationships with my parents, in relationships with my siblings, where I had to, you know, kind of cut conversation, cut those open lines of communication. That, and I think. That happens more often than not, and it's not a conversation that people are comfortable talking about because it feels out of nature yeah. to what the kingdom mm-hmm. is is about and calls us to in family and, of course, brothers and sisters. Shoot, this is called sister, sister. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even when we named it, like, I have a sister that, like, God gave me, and like, by blood, mm-hmm. and we have never really seen eye to eye. We've always had just, like, difficulty in experiencing sisterhood. And so it's been so amazing to have, like, these women come into my life where it's, like, just goes so deep without judgment, without um, that animosity, and also realizing that open lines of communication are available within different relationships. Um, so walking that out and knowing that it's okay that God has a bigger plan for our family than I can even comprehend. So us trusting as daughters or trusting as sisters or whatever that role may be, that our issue with control and our desire to to fix and mend and tweak um, relationships based on what we imagine they should be is out of alignment with what God would have us do. Mm-hmm. And along, I'm just throwing out all my cards here, people. I'm a people <laughs> pleaser. I'm a control freak. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me? It's therapy, okay? I'm working on it. But I think I, I do. I naturally have this tendency that I want to like fix and control things to be a certain way. And that, yet I was living a boundary, boundary-less life. Yeah. So imagine with a, a healthy boundary. So I was, had a lot of unhealthy boundaries, but imagine the destruction 
that I was literally single-handedly cultivating because I was trying to build a life that I had seen other people mirror or image uh, or asking of me from an achievement standpoint or people will take people yeah. without boundaries constantly want from you yeah and in all the wrong ways mm -hmm. they will strictly utilize you for your gifts they will strictly utilize you because of the monetary supplement you're providing their company they don't care if you have to stay late and somebody else has to unknowingly pick up your children mm -hmm. from their school and or they're sick and you can't go into work like these are things that you can recognize within your companies from a business perspective of is my company good at setting boundaries and honestly people who don't have boundaries don't like people who have boundaries <laughs> and i think that's in the boundary book we come under attack for yeah, that a lot a lot like why are you not I um I have a client right now that's dealing with that. Yeah. She's in a uh, manipulative mm -hmm. relationship. Um, and she's and she I had I'm having her removed book. Good. Um and she's like she sent me a text and she was like, I did not know that this was me and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. that book is hardcore. But it's just like those people can't understand. They're like, What? Like what is this? They, what do you mean just, I can't call you when I yeah. feel like it? What do you mean you're not gonna answer the phone? And I think that is one of the biggest things we have to recognize about this boundary relational struggle mm -hmm. is that their hangups are not ours. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that they don't have boundaries doesn't mean that we shouldn't. Yeah. The fact true. that they can't understand it or respect what we put in line, that's not our issue. That's yeah. their issue. And that's like one of the big things that comes up in the book is like we can't take on responsibility for other people's actions or their feelings. We're not making them feel this way. They're having reactions based on boundaries we've set up. And as long as that is honoring the Lord and respecting like who we are and what God has called us to, that's all we're supposed to do. Yeah, that's so good. What is really beautiful about this, and I wanted to share this point too, and in hopes and kind of proclamation over your relationship with your father too, is that there comes a point um, that people do have an opportunity to choose, mm -hmm. to understand. And whether that's them learning through, not through you, because that's not our responsibility either, is to teach them about boundaries. So <laughs> don't gain boundaries and then say, I'm going to teach you about boundaries <laughs> if they don't like boundaries. It's not going to turn out well for you. Let that be something that God lays on your home and your spirit and your heart. But it is not intended, as I share all of this with you, for I'm not doing it from like a, you should do this. Yeah. I'm doing it from a place of, of wanting your wholeness for you um, and and just sharing how it is that I have to walk through this consistently. I think Tiana has the same shared heart in that, but what my hope is, is that, and knowledge is, that as people learn to understand why the boundaries are helpful for them personally, they start to create their own. Mm -hmm. When that happens, this new relationship is capable of emerging and I've seen that in my relationships with my parents. I've seen that in my relationship with my siblings. And it's it's transforming. We're still in the process of receiving what that looks like and trying to navigate this newness in our relationships. But ultimately, it is, I can sense God has released like the, it's not, no waiting anymore. Mm -hmm. Like let's start making small progresses yeah. forward. And it becomes very different than the relationship you previously had, but it becomes a, one that you can start to recreate the foundations of trust, which ultra, ultimately boundaries equal trust, if you think about it. So in your relationship, and maritally we can share this, and even in motherhood, because I think it's a really important conversation, we'll circle back to it, is that... As you cultivate boundaries of within yourself, people trust that this is the consistency that Tiana is going to bring to the table. I can trust that she's going to show up for me. I can trust that when I share something hard, she isn't going to just completely ignore my conversation, but instead she's going to ask me questions and she's going to come to the table open-hearted and empathetic and come back with something that the Lord would have her say versus just 
what her gut is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I can trust you for a good time. I can trust you for a warm conversation. And these are not because this is your personality, though that is a part of it. It's because you've cultivated boundaries of how you share yourself with the world. And so boundaries within you know, our marriage would be the same thing. Like mm-hmm. You and your husband can rely on each other's strengths and weaknesses knowing those things and having open conversation about them to say, okay, I can trust that my husband knows me well enough to know that I don't not love my children. I want to put them together with my kids. I've just been with them all day, and my best time with them is in the morning. I'm a morning person. Right? I really am. So I think that there's so much beauty and there's so much depth in this conversation, and we could take it in so many different ways, but let's kind of jump into that conversation of motherhood. Like, where where have you learned to establish boundaries as a mom? So the huge one recently has been I started working from my studio. Mm. I can't work from home. Yeah. Because entrepreneur life. <laughs> yes. There's always something. Yeah. And I am not my best person. I'm not. It's it's not. First of all, it's not fair to them. Yeah. To get part of me, mm-hmm. and it's been really, really hard because I'm like, I just want to go home. I don't want to sit here by myself. But <laughs> yeah. having folded, having that boundary of your computer will not come home. Mm-hmm. You're gonna work at the studio. You're gonna finish your work so that when you go home, you're just home. Like that's been that's awesome. It's been so beautiful. Yeah, it's been really great. And that's a really good one. I think that's a really hard one. Oh. And especially if people don't have that, like this is like their home offices where they do their work. Um, but my husband is really good at teaching me this because he has to do the same thing in his job is that um, being present when you're with them and your boundary being like off your phone, off yeah, your devices, right? Phone. It's, I mean, this is just the con. This is a boundary. If you can learn to manage your phone versus your phone managing you, yes, <laughs> you will break chains on so many levels. That's not the first thing that you look at in the morning. That's not what controls your attention. If it dings or your phone, like the iMessage thing, I cannot tell you. I I had one, so I understand. Loved it. It was the most distracting thing, always buzzing on your wrist. Mm-hmm. And where does my eyes go when something lights up below me when we're having a conversation? Yeah. I'm trying to be rude. Yeah. But it gets all of your attention. Yeah. It's just, it's killing our brains. <laughs> it's so bad. Constant I started watching my screen time. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing to check in on. An hour above. Apparently, the rest of the world. I'm like, okay. Really? <laughs> I wouldn't imagine that. I would not. I wouldn't think that. But I guess that's your phone is smart. Right. Smart. I do my Devo in my phone. Oh, okay. Well, there's so that's a part of it. That's an hour. Let me stop. Okay. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's if you are boundarying your time within your devotional versus jumping off and checking check, like Facebook or Instagram, then totally, or your email. Um, but yeah, so I think other things like what about other conversations or things within your family that you've created boundaries with, like the children, maybe. Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with and not for one second have I taken it for granted or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch and a new one is happening soon. 
So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. It's a hard one. It's interesting because that, that's a hard one, particularly for mothers, I think. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. Because there are so many women. Um, my husband and I were married for a long time before we had kids, so we don't really have this problem, but I speak a lot of my clients struggle with the putting their kids before their husband mm, and ladies this is really hard but the bible tells us we're supposed to mm, so good we are so our husband is right after jesus mm. and don't take this to me like if you have a toddler yes they depend on you right survival right <laughs> <laughs> don't let your baby yep. starve yeah um but it's just like creating boundaries. Like, so for us, we, this doesn't always happen, but we have to make sure our kids are in bed for a certain, at a certain time so that we have an hour to just talk and decompress together because that's important. It's really good. Um, our kids, um, they're so seamless now. I know, I know. And honestly, some people don't even probably realize that some of the things they've already instated are a boundary. Yeah. One of my girlfriends um, who's been on the podcast in the past, Morgan Hart, who is also a pastor of mine, she and her husband, they have a hard boundary that you don't enter their bedroom unless you've asked or not. Ooh. And I was always like, that's strange like I, I like immediately judged her when I heard that which is horrible but she also has older children so they're not toddlers which right. I was in toddler phase when she told right. me that so I was like oh that's not gonna work <laughs> not gonna work but her kiddos are in like you know upper elementary school and now middle school and I think like I still get changed in front of my kids well, when they're in third grade, my son is not hanging out when right. I'm taking a shower. Right. So I totally get it, and I really respect the concept of it, that this is our space. I'm going to steal that one. Right? That's a good one. It's a really good one, and it's needed, especially as they get older. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge deal as when they're small, but like literally our family probably spends the most time together in our bathroom. In, in the entire bathroom. Yes. Isn't that so weird? Okay. <laughs> it's like toothbrush time. It's bath time. It's shower time. It's brush our hair. It's do, you know, whatever. Do conversation. I do have a big okay. bathroom. <laughs> I do have a big bathroom. And I know that's really strange. And it wasn't always our bathroom. It used to be the kitchen. And sometimes we still spend time in the kitchen. Okay. Okay. I was like, wait, you had your bathroom in your oh, uh, no, no, okay. okay. <laughs> I love you. She's not blonde. <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so I, I don't know. We just always spend time there. So I can't imagine that being a rule for me, but I really loved it when I heard it for her. And as they get older, I really do think it'll become a more of a safe haven for me and my husband. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Just wanted to share. Cool. I think other boundaries that I've like instilled with my, with my kids and these are boundaries, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but like around food or their health or, you know, the screen time could be a boundary, right? Like that's a huge one. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that we speak to each other, the words that we use. I love that. Right? I think that that there's so much power in our words. And I even wrote this when we were talking about it or when I was doing my devotional this morning is like the boundary around your mouth (laughs) And what comes out of it. And if we are able to be mindful of what we're saying, more so than just letting it, just letting life speak, um, we become much more uh, better listeners. And listening has such power. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that would be a boundary that I think I can work on. And a lot of people can work on. I love that. Um... I love it because so much because even if you don't think you have boundaries, you have boundaries. Yeah, true. You do. It's just whether or not there are boundaries where there needs to be boundaries. True, true. Because uh, I think that all of us can always use more. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I really agree, which is, again, it's not about like, sorry guys, I'm looking at my notes because there were such good things that came out of my quiet time this morning, but it's not about 
it being it, uh, being like this hard fast rule that can never shift and change. Right. Boundaries are also something that may ebb and flow as yes. seasons adjust. And so being recognizing of the fact that, that it, this is your cultivation, right? Like you and God, you got this thing. You guys make the plan. Our ideas are just simply ideas, and it's how we're choosing to live and, and move forward. But there, I think that there are probably a few of the hard, fast rules, like you said, the Ten Commandments of how we're expected to live our lives, how there should be boundaries within our marriage, and where we're spending our time and our energy investment with them. It's not stepping out. It's not the grass is greener. It's right. the explanation of like the marriage bed. And we had a really good conversation at church recently about like sex in marriage and the boundary of like obviously the fact that that belongs in your mm-hmm. marriage and doing it prior to what happens when you're bringing other people into that experience. And so I'm really mindful of like how I'm going to teach my children the boundaries around their sexuality. Like I'm married, oh. we're married, we're together. But we've had experiences prior too and it, it literally like has been such turmoil in yeah. our relationship and so wanting none of that for yeah. my children and really having to cultivate conversations even as early as they are now yeah. about what that looks like um it's really hard and, and particularly on that subject it's really hard because it's again one of those things of the world where it's like it's not a deal. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Until you are in the the relationship mm-hmm. that is supposed to be sanctifying and is supposed to, you know, just allow you to be all of who God created you to be, mm-hmm. that you see the repercussions mm-hmm. of having not honored that. And it's just, ugh, it's really hard. It's a really hard one. And it's something that I'm just, like, constantly conscious of. I'm in the process of helping and want to share this with you anyway. So I'm asking you now, live, in front of everyone. So if she says no, then you know she said walk. (laughs) No pressure. No, so I'm in the process of helping cultivate a um, girls' conference. I saw that. Right? So I want you to come. You have got to share all of your confidence, soul work, like all of that with these girls. So I'm asking you now to come and be a speaker, which is going to be so fun because you'll be amazing at it. But this, I am so passionate about this age that from up 6th grade to 12th grade. Yes. And the the starving um, society that's been cultivated in their self-worth and yeah. self-identity Ooh. and self-love and um, understanding who they are as children, as daughters of the Most High King um, and really respecting the, their bodies. Um, you know, we have the examples of like what's being shown on TV and what's being shown on, um, you know, national, like, experiences that everybody's watching, like the Super Bowl. And so within that, how do you cultivate, you know, boundaries for your children where they don't think, oh, it's no big deal? Yeah. Because if you're walking around with barely any clothes on and your little Daisy Dukes and now the midriff and now... You know, all of this, out of bralette showing and all of that, I get it, it's fashion, I own it myself sometimes, but it is, I'm also a woman in a covenant marriage. Yeah. And I am not choosing to flaunt my body, I'm choosing to, like, experience fashion, so mm-hmm. I think that there's a variability that I have to be cognizant of right. when I walk out of the door, but I, I can't let my 13-year-old, they, oh my they don't understand that yet. You just had a 13-year-old. Ah, I know! Oh my gosh. Wait, really? <laughs> no, I don't. She's only five. Of course, because I just like saw that beautiful picture of her, and I'm like, no, she's not 13. Not 13. She's a baby. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Yeah. Like, Gary and I always have these like fictitious conversations of when they are here, right. what are we going to do? And we don't even know what the world's going to look like in eight years from now. Yeah. Which is scary. In and of itself. Or maybe amazing. I don't know. I don't know. So, this is a really weird segue, but I feel like it just goes there. I think Mm -hmm. that that kind of leads us to one of the biggest issues we have is boundaries within ourselves. Yeah. Like, as women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and not just about modesty or sexuality or any Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. stuff, but just, like, boundaries as women. Mm -hmm. Um... 
And I'm not saying that boundaries aren't important for men because they are. They're important for everybody. Yeah. But as women, I think we have to be extra vigilant about it, having our own boundaries within ourselves. Like you and I, we were talking before we started, we were both, there's lots of feelings happening in lots of different areas. And um, one of the boundaries I struggle with is that, um, I don't think the word is pride, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. self-focus. And not like, I am important, I need to take care of myself, but letting the boundary of, you know, letting our minds run, run wild. Mm. Um, and that comes into play with our our self-worth. Yeah. Um, letting our minds, um, I was speaking with a friend yesterday who, um, she just started in business. And, you know, she like following everyone else and yeah. seeing their perceived success and stuff, like her mind started running wild and she had to set the boundary of, I just need to get off Instagram. And I yeah. was like, yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah. So like that is within ourselves. What yeah. does that look like? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you are you know the impression that's being laid out into the world. No matter if it's in your home with your children, with your spouse, with all of these people that I know we are passionate to help, right? Um, but the imprint of the kingdom, you're the imprint of Jesus, and likely the only option or the only opportunity of light that some people are going to come in and to interact with on a given basis. I might be the only person that that Chick-fil-A person, even though they look at to work at Chick-fil-A and they say, my pleasure, <laughs> they might not truly know like the experience of God. And so for us to be really mindful of the boundaries that we're setting on, you know, our personal self like capacities, yeah. um, that I shouldn't, if I have not had a time to like if overflow, if I haven't had time with the Lord, if I haven't had quiet time, if I have not been Ooh. by myself at some point during the day, by the end of the day, I'm not the best version mm-hmm. of myself. And who gets that? My kids, my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really sad, right? And so, or the person at Chick Fil A because I'm in a rush and I'm like, kids, hold on, I'm trying to blah 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 blah. Whatever's going on in my mouth, whatever's coming out of my like energy yeah. that's now being shared with people is wasted opportunity if I'm not to my fullest potential. And so for me, that huge part would be a, a time of, of self-care, quality time with myself, mm-hmm. quality time with Jesus when I'm having time alone. That's, again, your, your kind of concept of soul work. Mm-hmm. You really can't do soul work other than deep conversations like this, which don't happen every day all day, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That would be tiring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you can't do that. You can't do that with other people, mm-hmm. generally. And I just want to say, self-care is not always getting your nails done, ladies. Just throwing that out there. That's so true. While I think that's very important mm-hmm. um, in a season and in a time mm-hmm. to make time, like just to take care of your body. Sure, absolutely. Just get a massage. Like that, that's, yep. you, that can be very life-giving. Absolutely. absolutely. But we are talking about prayer. Mm-hmm recognizing your feelings because I love to do that one. Yeah. I love to be like nothing is happening <laughs> it's fine and then yeah. it just explodes and yeah. I'm crying and I'm on the floor yeah so true like having that boundary of like assessing yeah. and you know listening to what God is saying and what is happening because yeah. I don't know about you but I like to pretend <laughs> yeah well it becomes easier because again you come on autopilot at that point yep but then you're living out of expectation. What is the next step I should do? Like, because you're expected to do it, and that's what the next day is, part of the day is Just asking you to do. Yeah. Versus setting a boundary and saying, no, this is what I'm choosing to do, and this is what, this is would be a time boundary. And so, like, my time is not everybody's. Yeah. This is my locked-in time, and my self-care time comes within my day. So for me, like my that time for me is before the sun rises when my kids are still sleeping. I choose that time for myself, and I go to the gym during that time. I have my quiet time during that time. Sometimes I'm doing business development stuff during that hour. I'm having coffee pot by myself. These are these are things that fill me up so that I get to blow out by the end of the day, all day. Yeah. And I can constantly go back and reset myself into that space. I actually really love that. Guys, this morning Tamara messaged me before 7 a.m. And I was like, oh, good. We're up at the same time doing the same thing. <laughs> I love it. It's so 
good. When girlfriends send me messages that early, I'm always like, ooh, yay, what's good right now? Because I just am like at my ample capacity at that hour. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. I hit the ground running. If I had a girlfriend that was like next door, we would be like, let's hang out with that coffee. We will have our best conversations. I live my best life at 5 a.m. But seriously, yeah. and it's it's so funny because I would listen to devotionals of women mm-hmm. that were like, it's fine, you can do your devotional at night, and I'm like, yeah, your day's over. Yeah. And while I understand different seasons call mm-hmm. for different things and give you different opportunities, yeah. and I understand that if you have a newborn, it can be really hard to be like, sure, I'm going to get to 5 a.m. So true. I get that. But at the same time, like, there is no better way to start your day than with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not. Because, like, if I do not start my day with Jesus, my kids walk in my room, I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> I am not nice. No, like, what's happening? But I was going to circle back to that because I think that when you were talking about your um, going to work and making sure that that's a boundary for you, like, we are so, um, when our energy is being pulled in one direction and then there's not a clear boundary on what we're expected during that time and somebody else tries to come in to that energy space to yeah. pull from you, even your own children who mean no, no harm. Yeah, obviously, maybe sometimes, but likely not. Like you end up providing them like this backlash. Yeah, and I'm so guilty of it. Yeah. And Gary's like, they they didn't, and they are not trying to mess up your job, whatever you have going on. <laughs> they just need you for a moment. So it's so true for us to be really cognizant of what it is that we're doing when we're doing it. And if you do choose to work from home, because there's a lot of stay-at-home moms that work at home moms, if you will, um, you being mindful of the energy that you're providing your children when you're trying Ooh. to quote-unquote work. Yeah. Because you could really mess, mess up and miss the boat. I do it. So I, that's why I can honestly, they, I, I, I mean, my, my daughter is 26 this month, and I've been doing it since before she was born and it wasn't until this year that I was like this is not good yeah Yeah. as well intentioned as we mean it and as well as she's even taken it of course of course they're so resilient it so well but like it's not that's not that's just not the kind of mom that I want to be it's not the kind of woman I want to be yeah yeah so yeah it's it's like you said you, you just don't even realize it yeah and I think that that's where again the world allows us to do it in such a way that's so mindless even through marketing, like you're constantly being marketed at. And so where's your boundary on your inputs? And that was something that I was thinking, like, where's your boundary that you cultivate with your phone, with your social media, with your TV, with your music? Like those are inputs happening all the time. And so my, I have really hard boundaries on my inputs of music within my car when my children are in there specifically, but always because that's when my mind races. Yeah. I will literally go into this magical land of whatever's on the radio. Right. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, I need a strict boundaries. And even if it's Caleb and I listen to the thousandth time yes. of a specific oh song, I'm gosh. like, oh, I'm tired of this song. I know. I have to revert my energy and remind myself of the importance of hearing those words versus mindless banter that could be happening on other radio stations. So. That's a really good, simple thing that people can choose the inputs of what's going into their brain on a regular basis. You're so right. I actually, um, on that, like, music is a big one. Yeah. I also just recently gave up TV for like the thousandth time because I'm like, after sitting and watching something like, uh oh. Um, what's an example of just like even The Bachelor? Oh, good. I'm so glad you used that example. With all of the cattiness and. Yeah. You know, like TV, TV, like, let's just be real. It's all about sex and yeah. sexual appeal. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm so stressed out right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right. I think it can be, like, relaxing. Like, I'll start, I've started, I just rewatch The Office all the time. Because yeah. I'm like, it's just stupid. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's clean. Yeah, it is. Um, But I'll just be like, there's so much drama. And, like, the hard part, like, that is what the world is. Yeah. Yeah, which you circled, like, that circles back to what you said at the very beginning. Like, all of these boundaries are to eliminate drama. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, on all fronts, what you hear, what you see, what you say, what you don't say. Like, all of that in your relationships, it's all to eliminate drama so that you can live a free life. Mm-hmm. So you can live a drama, a no-drama zone life and it seems not possible when you're so submerged in it yeah and you feel like you're just treading water through drama 24 7 
But I can tell you because I live on the other side, I've lived on the other side, that it is possible and it is so amazing. Oh, yes. It is so amazing. It's not to say it never seeps in because Lord knows we live in the world of the right. world. Yeah. But when I stopped watching The Bachelor, The Bachelorette was a perfect example. It was on the tip of my tongue because I saw somebody that I guess he came to Virginia Beach. Is that what that was about? Last night, yeah, the episode came okay. to Virginia Beach. I was like, why is everybody talking about this? Right. <laughs> I, it was on my social media, and one of the girls who was a burn sister was there. And so I saw it on her thing, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I looked at the comments, and the comments were like, this is garbage. This is trash. He actually gave her a rose. Can you believe all the girls in Virginia Beach and how they were acting? Like, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Oh, my gosh. But I also didn't watch the Super Bowl. And I still have heard about yeah. it. So I'm learning without needing the, to watch the stuff. But I was an avid Bachelor Bachelorette fan. Like, I mean, every single season, every single episode. My husband actually would spend time with me in order to watch the show. So he also became a Bachelor Nation fan. We would like, who's going to go on? Let's, like, oh let's do gosh. the votes. All that. Like, really, really bad. Really catty. But I loved it. And in hindsight, I remember after a year of giving up TV, giving up movies, giving up secular music, it had been a year, I was like, let's just sit and watch a Bachelor for all time. Stop. Sake. I'm serious. So we like for How long did you time, last? <laughs> we turned it off with <laughs> Yep. And we both looked at each other and I was like, this <coughs> is, this is the garbage that I've been fueling myself with. Which seems, sure, I, and I get this, so many people say that they mindlessly to zone out right to tv but you're not mindlessly doing anything oh no it's it's back there you are not mindlessly doing anything i don't care what you're doing again even music even hanging out at the beach like all these things none of them are mindless and so being incredibly mindful of what mindless crap you're putting into your head and your spirit so it affected me and i know that that sounds crazy like you're going to blame this choice or this, like, cultivation of yourself off of a reality show? Yep. Because it was a it was a deposit into me, just like it would be a deposit into our children if we were allowing them to watch what is now the Disney Channel 24-7 and what that is cultivating mm-hmm. in their minds because it's not Christian households. It's not the yeah. language that they're using towards each other. The clothes that they're... All of these things yeah. mindlessly are really intentionally making our society what it is. Just really scary. That's a lot of information. I know. Every time we do this, like we're like a little bit in shock afterwards. <laughs> like it's a little bit... I don't know why it still surprises me, you know? Like we <laughs> lay it all out on the table... In such a different way than like having just a quick added part to your conversation. Yeah. So yeah, doing this every day would be hard. Oh my gosh. It would be really hard. So I want to talk, I wanted to go sort of back to, and I want you to kind of go there. Um, where beyond, um, beyond what we talked about in our spiritual lives are examples biblically that Jesus himself created and cultivated boundaries. Ooh. Right? I love it. This is this is really good. And this is why we know the importance of it. Uh-huh. And it's not just from the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? What do you got? You can use so, any of these examples. This is the first one that came to mind and mm-hmm. it's for you, Tamara. Oh gosh, what is it? Jesus several many times mm-hmm. had the crowds pushing in on him mm-hmm. and he just left. Mm-hmm. And um, I read this in a book a while ago, but it was like, we are not for everyone. Yeah. And that is so hard, like as a believer to grasp and yeah. to really be like, no, I need to give to everyone. Yeah. No, Jesus didn't do that. Yeah. The crowds would be pushing in and he would leave or they would be headed somewhere and they would go somewhere else. And Same the disciples would be like, where are you going? All of those people want you to come speak to them. Where are you going? He's like, they'll, they'll be there. Mm-hmm. Or... I need to go. Uh-huh. God has said go. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're going, we're passing through. We're just passing through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good one. And uh, that's the boundary of his time. That's mm-hmm. the boundary of his energy. And that energy piece for me is huge because I can cultivate the time because I'm really good at time management. But 
I am allowing my energy. You don't give halfway. Yeah. No. You are, you are an 150% in. I love you. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Were you there at the last meeting when Brianna sat down and she was like, are you always this cheerful? I did not. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> You have to understand where I came from. This is like unspeakable joy because I have literally exerted myself to be quote unquote happy. Yeah. For a decade I did it. And I was miserable. Yeah. Miserable inside. And now it's harder to be fake in that regard yeah. than to just say, you know what, today I'm really tired. Yeah. And I'm going to do this puzzle for six hours, which is what I did on Saturday. And it was so much fun. I rested. Actually I'm rested. so proud of you. Are you? I literally was at the kitchen table. My husband was like, I don't think I've ever seen you sit in the same place for that long. <laughs> I was like, this is just really great for me right now. There's like all these distractions of the kids and in-laws are there and people are cooking. And I just sat. It was so beautiful. So thanks for that. That's another one. Rest. Rest. Rest is huge. And so God for 40 days, right? Jesus for 40 days was called into the wilderness to just sit and be. I want you to take note of this specifically and always remember that even in our rest, there will be conflict. Uh-huh. And that was the work rest. enemy is coming at you during <laughs> that time because you're doing something counterculture. Mm -hmm to what everyone else is telling you to do. Busy, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes, which we talked about yeah. in our first podcast. It's it's really hard thing, but the, those are amazing examples. Other examples that of it is when um, his priorities of personal care, which is a part of that time, which is a part of that investment into other people, he really prioritized his inner circle. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. goes back to relationships mm -hmm. and not being for everyone is knowing that the circle of influence that you are providing yourself on a daily basis, that's a huge boundary creator that you can start like weaning out the people that aren't inputting into you in a positive, joyful, all the fruits of the spirit, giving kind way. Um, so I think that that, that's a huge boundary example that he provided to us. Mm -hmm. um, he also spoke, like the way that he utilized his words, he was a very good example of listening, obviously, not speaking and hearing him talking. Um, so. But um, the way that he called people into their own actions Ooh. and didn't, just because you set a boundary doesn't mean somebody's going to respond mm -hmm. to it the way that you want. And so recognizing that your words have authority and creating a boundary that you aren't going to inhibit yourself from saying something that the Lord would have you say. Yeah. Because you're trying to people please. Mm -hmm. And so calling out the action in other people, which is it's a, almost like a counterintuitive concept to a boundary because usually a boundary is like brought into yourself mm -hmm. where this is like you're being called out in doing the work of the Lord or something difficult, but if you don't say it, you're breaking a boundary. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And I think the really cool thing about that as well is that sometimes we don't need to say anything. Yeah. Like with Jesus at the wedding. He didn't preach at the wedding. He turned water into wine. Yeah. That's and good. that was him loving on those people yeah. and making their wedding a beautiful in joyous time, you know, like, I think a lot of times as Christians, we feel like, oh my gosh, I did not just tell the person that took away about Jesus. And yeah. That was horrible. Because <laughs> in this opportunity, just by being kind yeah. of them, yeah. just being light. Yes, you know? very much so. Yeah, and, and I surely don't walk around like, Jesus, Jesus everywhere. It doesn't Jesus. work that way. It doesn't at all. Like, it, actually, it, this is weird. I have a lot of Chick-fil-A examples. I don't go to Chick-fil-A a lot, but clearly it stood out to me. The last time I was there, I, I got, like, I got to see and interact with a lot of people because I was there longer than I usually am. It's I'm drive-thru. Yeah. But the kids were playing. It was just on President's Day, and we were supposed to go to an outing with them, and it was closed until a later hour. And so somebody was there that had gone to my previous retreat and she comes up to me and she was like, Hey, and introduces me to her daughter, introduces me to her grandchildren. We ended up having this like beautiful experience in Chick-fil-A where like I felt 
had the opportunity because of the time commitment that I had uh, given this woman and just being present with her mm. versus waiting for my friend and sitting with the kids or being on my phone or any yeah. of that. I had this incredible opportunity to take our relationship deeper because yeah. I, I got to learn about her in a way that I otherwise feel like I wouldn't have like presented been presented to me. So just being mi- really mindful of where you are when you're there and not allowing, again, those inputs of social media or your phone or the ding. Because there's dinging all the time. Literally. In every part, right? <laughs> so I am, I am loving this conversation. We have to, we're about out of time. <laughs> We've talked about every single thing. Um, I didn't get to say this, which I think is a really great way to close it out, is when establishing boundaries being very mindful of the motive behind the boundary. Because mm-hmm. you could hear this conversation, you could twist and turn it and, and bend it into whatever it is that you now think that you need to do to be the perfect Christian or to be a better mom or to be a better wife. Again, we're literally not doing this as a preaching mechanism at all. It's sharing our heart and sharing what's been pressed into us. But you can create boundaries out of wrong motive. And that could be in your relationship. You could create a boundary with somebody saying, I'm not going to spend time with them, which is something that we talked about, because I'm trying to hurt their feelings. Right. And there's a very different boundary with the same exact scenario where I can't spend time with this person, but your motive is because it sucks my joy. Mm -hmm. Because I become a worse version of myself when I am constantly input with the negativity that they're providing into my life. And so really, you said check in with your emotions, right, earlier and like understanding what's happening. Understand the why behind your motive, behind your boundary. Because if you don't, you are creating a negative example to what Jesus would have you do. And that's like the opposite of this whole conversation. No words. No words needed. I love mic that about you. I love that about you. I need to be better at that. I end up taking over the mic and it's no. like never my intention. But there's so much. This was a really good one for me. The Lord I know, the Lord put this on your heart. So he I did, but like the very first conversation. Yeah. Like, what do you want to talk about? Like, boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. It's so important. And it's like it's it just you get to live in such abundance with such freedom when you can actually unlock the depth to what they intend for your life. Mm-hmm. So I even felt like this morning when I was looking at examples uh, biblically, whether it be Jesus, whether it be disciples who are in, you know imitating Jesus, um, other parts of the Bible, I really want to learn that more, I think. So I'm, I'm going to call myself to that. Like where more biblical examples come into play. That's really cool. I think that, that would be really helpful for me. And read the book, not listen to there, it. No, there's so many. I know. Scripture references. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, there is. Uh-huh. I did that uh-huh. even. Ooh, yay. Okay, yeah. I do need to read it then. Maybe I'll couple that as I go through and learn. It'll help you. And it'll give you like some, like you'll start just being like, I didn't even realize that was a boundary. Cool. <laughs> I think we ha- actually opened up a lot of canon of words in the sense of like talking about things that I was like, oh, that is a boundary. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. Again, not rules. It's meant to provide freedom. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here always. I'm glad you were in person. I yeah. hope that people enjoy the, the in-person experience because there's just something better about staring at your beautiful eyes than doing and that. I, I know, but sometimes you freeze. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's, yep, okay. Uh, yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> and always in the most beautiful frame, right? We're like, eh. <laughs> All right, I didn't queue up sister, sister, so I might have to sister, sister. You're a Get out of here, Tiana. Literally, get out of here. (laughs) So good. Yay. Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode, you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith. 
with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.